Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. How are ya? I'm good. I have a story about our deck today. Oh, yeah. That I want to tell before we actually get to the deck. Yeah, let's hear about it. So our deck of the day is The Wild Unknown. Yes, and it is. If you've been listening to the podcast for any sort of length of time, you know that it's not quite <laughs> our favorite deck. No. Like, it's not quite our favorite. But because The Wild Unknown knew this in November, <laughs> it, like, deleted one of its own cards from my deck. So the Three of Cups, all of a sudden one day, just went missing. That is so weird. I know. And I think I've mentioned a couple times on this podcast how it just, like, went missing one day and I counted and I went through all the suits and I realized it was three of cups and the three of cups is like my favorite card like in any kind of deck it's like the number one card same I love that card so it was like rude while they're known like how dare (laughs) you banish my favorite card from your deck like (laughs) yeah you're putting yourself in timeout like what the f is going on okay (laughs) so but periodically like I just put it away and periodically I would count to make sure I wasn't like miscounting yeah you know like sometimes you don't believe yourself like yeah are you sure like I only counted 77 not 78 don't you feel like that that little like worry always happens when you count to anything over like 25 that's where I am (laughs) we'll see but I'll put it like in piles of 10 so at least I know have like I have like seven piles of 10 well, just because I know myself in counting, I don't trust myself. <laughs> like, we've tried live math on this podcast I know, before. That doesn't knows. work out very well. So. <laughs> everyone knows we're bad at that. <laughs> so I have, like, my, like, Arabica, like, that little, like, the dot moving one. Like, yeah. it's kind of like that. But the abacus. Parts. Abacus. There we go. It's like, what on earth is my mouth saying? Abacus. There we go. I knew what you meant. Thank you. <laughs> so I so I took it out a couple of, like, every couple of months, like, every six, seven weeks. I just had to take it out and, like, count to make sure. And then I started using it as like my altered deck kind of thing because if I don't have a full entire 78 cards I can't get yeah. away but yeah. I don't want to throw them all away because they're too pretty <laughs> so you just like in that weird place yeah except for totally. like when the month comes and like there's like a three of cups for the month that I'm like well I'm kind of screwed with this month but <laughs> oh so you're using a different deck to figure out what your card for the month was going to be and then you right. would just pull it separately oh that's a smart method yeah be- and it's also because i've had like aversions to the wild unknown deck it also helped me gonna get used to the imagery yeah totally like that's what i told our, my friend joe is like when she came to me asking like hey i don't really connect to the wild unknown but i don't want to give it away i don't know what to do and i was just like well just use it like an altar deck yeah totally you get, get used to it but also you don't feel like you're wasting it so because yeah. i never like wasting anything <laughs> so, like, I bought the, well, it was exactly the last week, the spirit animal. animal. Spirit. Yeah, animal spirit. There you go. We did the animal spirit deck. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, wait, <laughs> yes, did I did. invert that again? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we did the animal spirit deck. And, like, the night that I took the deck out, and I think we recorded the podcast, like, yeah. earlier that evening. And I was like, okay, let me, let me count the wild unknown. The three of cups came back. Like Which it was back in there. So crazy. How did that I, even happen? I was I was just like I was like counting the cards again and one was like on my table and all of a sudden I counted seventy seven. I'm like, wait, I have seventy seven cards? How how what where's this coming from? <laughs> and so like I counted to make sure and the three of and I specifically found the three of cups because I knew that was the card that was missing. Wow. And my dog Dooney was like he saw me, I was cross-legged on the bed and he saw me, he was kind of like whining. And I was like, why is he whining at this card? Like he never, <laughs> ever reacts to my tarot cards at all. Like he's just kind of like chill. Yeah. He's just kind of like, huh, huh. 
I was like, what's going Whoa. on? So I grabbed my camera to record just to send to, to my husband because it's funny. Yeah. And Doongy takes the card from my hands and like runs away with it. With his so, little teeth. <laughs> I know, with his little teeth. So I'll post the video like on our Instagram. But it was just like one of those things kind of like, what, what is this card? Is it came back and then my dog is obsessed with it now. Like, well, oh and my had gosh. you already Tony, Tony, tony about that card? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I did that when I was at my parents' house last weekend and it totally worked. I've I, never yeah, it, done a St. Tony thing. No. I just did I your exact thing. Like I searched yeah. in our group message for... Tony, Tony, look around. Something's lost. It must be found. And in my head, it's Tony Soprano. It's not St. Anthony. It's Tony Soprano looking for my crap in my house. Like, can you imagine? Like a mob boss, Italian mob boss looking for crap in my house. Yeah. Well, it totally works because everyone in my family was ripping things apart trying to find this tablecloth. And I looked back through our group message to do your rhyme. Yeah. And then I went downstairs to the laundry room and found it immediately. It was like under one thing. I was like, I'm I'm sure that everyone already looked in this spot. Uh, I, I found my husband's wallet on more than one occasion using Tony Soprano. So <laughs> thank God for Tony Soprano. I know. Who knew? <laughs> who knew? So anyway. yes, pretty fun fact, everybody. <laughs> Tony Soprano will find your shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> He'll also take your shit, but he apparently <laughs> maybe he's the one who's holding on to the three. Poss- possibly he is a leprechaun that like takes it and hides it away. But <laughs> yeah, he exactly. will bring it back to you if you ask him nicely. Yeah, <laughs> over several, several months. I know. <laughs> Oh my god all right well let's do this thing yeah <laughs> okay let's one. one two card of the day like one two three four five six seven okay we got one more okay i have to be exact i know i don't oh judge. we got the okay so i'm using sweet twilight it's a new deck that i just got today oh my it's god like i've very, never even heard of it it's very tim burton-esque like Ooh. there's so many like tim burton kind of um images in here like you can kind of see johnny depp's influence which i really don't like johnny depp anymore but i'm just <laughs> saying it's very tim Bur- burton-esque it's not my fault anyway so, um, but it's, but it's the, they call it the Knave of Swords. Oh, I saw that art. That is yeah. so great. So it's like, it's really, really pretty and very striking, but yeah. I wanted to use it today because I kind of wanted to prove that you can use a deck kind of right out the box. You don't have to do anything like special with it. You don't need to sleep yeah. with it. You can kind of just like, I've been shuffling it for a couple hours. Literally, I got it. that's the deck that I'm using today too. A deck that I got yesterday and have not done anything with. Yeah. So it's so we are like breaking down walls here. Holly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like both of our minds just kind of melted on that on purpose. So, <laughs> well, because we're planning our next episode of Tarot for Absolute Beginners. Yeah. So we're like, what can you know? How how does it feel to be a total beginner? Yeah. Just Sometimes looking at just new pull cards out a deck and you don't know. And start yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So this is the Knave of Swords, which the Knave is the um, page, I believe, in the yeah. Los Garabo, like terminology los scarabos i don't know anyway <laughs> why am i trying i don't even know i always say los scarabeo but i always oh, like los way too... yeah yeah i feel like it's i just something. drop all of the syllables 
<laughs> I know we we're not you know personally trained by them, but I like this one because the knave is kind of being pushed by the girl behind him. Yeah, that's and like cool. this is kind of like showing the reluctance of the page. Like you've yeah. got this big sword and you have it and you really want to use it, but you're kind of unsure about using that sword yeah. and you're, like, you have all this intelligence and you're really curious but you're kind of like well what do i do with it now that i have it in my hand yeah there needs to be some direction too that's so cool so, oh yeah neat i love it yeah. that's our card of the day well and that's actually a great transition because are you in the mood to do something kind of unusual of course <laughs> always you're like what's the context for this question? i know i know like like what kind of thing are we gonna bargain about here <laughs> Are we going to break what laws? Sh- yeah, international exactly. laws? Because I'm no down international for that. laws. Okay. We're not going to have any Korean crime corner with <laughs> Esther about this specific thing. Okay, okay, okay. I won't go to jail. We're good. <laughs> uh, but I have been in like such a wild funk lately. Just like not emotionally. I'm feeling pretty good emotionally, but like with my actual practice. Like the I was telling you. Uh, the last time I pulled cards for myself and anything other than sort of like a week ahead spread was like weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So the only things that I've been pulling cards for are week ahead spreads or getting to know you spreads as I've gotten new decks. Yeah. And then a side effect of that is also that I'm just like kind of not doing anything for my more spiritual practice side. Yeah. Which only concerns me because next week is the equinox and I love equinoxes yeah. and I need to break out of this funk so that I can do something to commemorate the equinox. Yeah, and like celebrate that without <laughs> feeling like all grimy and like held yeah. back. Yeah. And I think that it's probably appropriate this time of year for me to be feeling that way because it is like I do pretty poorly in winter, even though I don't live in a freezing cold place just because there isn't as much sun as I want. Sad affects any for everyone around the world. That's I like know. In the it doesn't matter that it's probably still in the 40s and 50s where I live. It yeah. can still bum you out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, temperature outside does not indicate the time of day. Like, yeah, day exactly. time still changes. That's true. So anyway, I was thinking that we should try writing a little snap out of it spread. Ooh, yeah. Let's do it. So... My strategy for writing spreads, and I really have not done any like prep work for this other than looking at previous spreads that I've written to make sure I didn't already do this for myself. But my (laughs) strategy for writing spreads is to start with what I want out of it. So like in this case, what I want out of it is to snap out of it. (laughs) Okay. The very simple, straightforward need and desire. Yeah, exactly. So normally I would start by checking in with sort of like how I'm feeling. Right. Um, And then I don't know, like what's there's not. So I guess where I'm struggling is that it doesn't feel like there's one thing that's blocking me. It feels like just sort uh-huh. of like a general ennui. Yeah. <laughs> and it may be just like an like a hidden influence that's kind of like affecting you or like oh, maybe just something. That's a good idea. You know, that's kind of like, it's not in your peripheral vision. Like, it's like, you can recognize like, oh, I've had a bad day today because work was like, blah, 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 blah. Or um, other people can be like, well, my kids were like this today. And that's why my day was bad. But this is kind of like different. Like, you can't see what it is. Yeah, that's so that's a really good strategy then to say hidden influences rather than like what's because if I get what's standing in my way and it's like, I don't know, like temperance because that's my card of the year or whatever let's say that temperance is what's standing in my way but I'm feeling like okay I'm actually spending a ton of time thinking about temperance yeah and working on temperance so like how does that relate and it's like you already kind of know that yeah yeah exactly but if it's something that's hidden that would help shed more light which I appreciate okay yeah that's a really good one so hidden influences 
I feel like sort of the what I can add to my practice. Well, no, I think it might be too soon for that question. Yeah. Like how to break through those influences or how to shed light on those influences. Yeah, I would say shed light because especially with Austera coming, I think that's a very on theme wording. Okay. That's true. Just as we get closer to it. And next week we'll do an actual Austera spread. Slash Equinox yeah. spread for those of you who follow the Wheel of the Year. Got a little <laughs> bit more paganism in here. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're trying to influence our listeners. Yeah, exactly. Like subversively, <laughs> it's coming out more now. Just a wording. It's not subversive. It's like illuminating. Illuminating. Uh, okay, so shed light on influences, and then maybe. I, like you know, we always kind of want an action point. I know. I, you know that I was just but, about to say how to move forward with strength. That's uh, always my next thing. <laughs> but I also don't think that it should be something that, not that it implies shame, not saying that moving yeah. forward is strength, but does it imply like a burden or does it imply like you having to do something? Like maybe, maybe perspective shift? Yeah. Or, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that for certain. I'm just saying something that vein where it's not adding something to your 10 of wands, basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So maybe even letting, like, some letting go of something. Letting go. Yeah. Yeah. What can I let go of to let the light in? What doors can I open? What windows? Curtains? So I'd like what what to let go of and then maybe what to replace that with as the action. Yeah. What to replace it with. Yeah. That's five. How do you feel about it? Mm-hmm. I guess you're not the one in the funk, so. Well, I mean, I'm kind of, I've been in my own kind of funk, so I think this is a good funky A good spread. funky spread. <laughs> I've been thinking of this the whole time, like funky, funky, funky. So, like with a bass in the background and some earth, wind, and fire funk. Yeah, exactly. So. Not just like us sitting at our own little desks by ourselves being like, I don't know, I just don't feel like oh. it. I'm just, I'm, we're not, we don't want to feel Fords of Cups anymore. We want to feel Nine of Pentacles. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's (laughs) the thing is that you doing this with you is like my bright spot. Like I have been in a funk and then I saw your face and I was like, oh, yay, I can get out of this funk. Here's Esther. (laughs) Okay. Here's my Holly. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's really nice to kind of like feel that connection, especially when work stuff is crazy and just like it's winter and you feel weird. Like it's nice to, Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's hard because like with, IRL friends yeah like because you see I don't know because I see them more often it's like more about work stuff or whatever rather than like existential dread of the season (laughs) (laughs) but I share that with you yeah well because I get it too so yeah yeah. we both are struggling well Mercury's retrograde I have my hurt ankle like we're just a moon is gonna Gemini soon I mean it's just gonna we're just spiraling eccentrically. I almost said eccentrically. I was like, I was like eccentrically spiraling. What's <laughs> going too, on here? That too, because I'm thinking about getting myself a cane. No, I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> I mean, I well, think I mean, that I could pull it off. Yeah, you could totally pull it off. <laughs> just wear like a big cape behind you. Have a wind machine. Beautiful. People already it. walk into my office and they're like, "Oh, you have so many plants and crystals in here," and I'm like, "Yeah, so." <laughs> And I have my like, magic wand in the shape of a cane. Yeah, exactly. What, what about it? <laughs> a wand like in the tarot sense of the word. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, okay. Let's, do you want to help me read for myself? <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so our, just to be clear, our spread positions are how you're feeling currently. Yeah. yeah. Hidden influences. Yeah. And then that's about as far as I got writing down okay. these notes. So. How, uh, shedding some light on those influences. 
Shedding light. What I can let go of. Let go. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> and then what to replace it with. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. And so. I'm going to like post this on Instagram tomorrow, though. I mean, in real time as you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> so that everyone can do it. If anyone else is in a funk, I'd love to see your spreads. I know that yes. I am not alone. <laughs> No, not at all. I think everyone's, especially this Mercury retrograde, like in the very emotional sphere, yeah. is just making everything intense. Yeah, exactly. And it's also, I think that literally having to slow down is probably preventing me from like, you know, wrecking stuff in some ways. Yeah. But also it's very frustrating. Are you ready to read for yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous about how vulnerable I'm going to be. But my sister, the whole entire weekend, my sister was like, Holly, you don't need to share everything you're thinking with everyone around you all the time. <laughs> I'm like, it's just who I am. <laughs> I know. That's why we love you. Yeah. It's like a podcast is perfect for that. <laughs> People, people like listen to hear me talk about myself (laughs) (laughs) or something. I mean, that's a side effect for sure. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'll pull the hat for how I'm feeling. Page of pentacles. All right. So that's not bad. That's good. God, look at how cute this page of pentacles is. There's like rainbows and fairies. What deck is this? It's okay. So it's the mermaid tarot. From Lisa Robertson. I got it literally yesterday. And I love it. It's so cute. I had it in my bag yesterday so I could show it to one of my coworkers. But it's so cute. It's like a lot of mythical creatures and stuff. But it's also really, really, really diverse. There's like tons Mm -hmm. and tons of representation. And it's beautiful. I can't wait to review it with you. But yeah, so I got the page of pentacles for how I'm feeling, which I guess is probably accurate. I do feel like we're sort of on the cusp of some of some stuff. Like just as a little teaser, we like have been working on like a deck together. You can cut that if you need to. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. They need to know so they can get excited. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) We've been working on this deck together. There's just like a lot of stuff that feels pretty exciting about directions that we're taking with this like podcast Mm -hmm. stuff yeah so I'm feeling like sort of at the beginning of some excitement yeah I also wonder because a lot of times you kind of see yourself as the queen of pentacles oh interesting with you having the page of pentacles as your feelings kind of like you're having to start over like you're you're restarting something super weird that you would say that because I just pulled for hidden influences because of course I did I have no time to wait for other people to pull cards for me (laughs) And I got the fucking Wheel of Fortune. And that makes me feel like you're yeah. right. Like I, the hidden influence is that normally I feel really capable and strong and established yeah. and like Queen of yeah. Pentacles-y. Like I really know who I am and everything like that. And then if I'm feeling like maybe a little bit less confident with stuff, mm-hmm. it would be And you're sense. not in control with this. You're not in control of your ankle. Yeah. You're kind of like in this very like... I would say like kind of like whimsical moment where you're on the cusp of a lot of things, but you're not in control of what's kind of going on. And I can't, I don't have, I don't have the power over a lot of things that are happening, but I'm excited. Yeah. But also like unsure, I guess there's like that. Yeah. It's like that vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. Of not being in charge of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. Esther's better at graphic design. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I just want to help, but I can't. <laughs> no, it's it's not that at all. <laughs> no, we're totally just, fine. We're I'm, actually I'm just feeling need really something good. Something to do. <laughs> I know. 
makes it sound really like there's some sort of like, co- like uh, tension about yeah, it. Yeah, and like there we're fighting. Isn't. But no. I do feel weird about not being able to be like, hey, yeah, I got this. And it, that's happening yeah. in a lot of different areas of my life because of my ankle. Like, I can't yeah. keep my house the way I usually want to keep my house. Mm-hmm. I can't, like, you know, at work, we're sort of in this weird, super busy phase. And I feel like I'm not able to catch up and, like, be on top of it in the way that I usually am because. Yeah. It's graduation application season and there's just like 500 million things going on. So in a lot of different areas, I'm just feeling like at the beginning and like a little bit not naive, but like, uh, like underprepared maybe. Yeah. Or underestablished, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So like there's excitement because it's like, yeah, you know, I always like the beginning of a project, <laughs> mm-hmm. but also right. but there's just, the, there's just that like lack of. Kind not necessarily lack of knowledge, but you're kind of like unsure. It's you're vulnerable in that step. Yeah, like, you don't have all of this established work to kind of like lean on to help you. Yeah, you you don't have you know even though you're kind of moving forward, there's still just that sense of being held back because of your ankle because you can't kind of get over that hurdle. Yeah, so no wonder you feel like the page of pentacles because you're in this weird wheel of fortune time and <laughs> and it's you know, annoying. No all yes. right, do so you want to pull for uh, shedding light on the influence? I can if I can grab my deck just a second because I did not expect to pull cards. I was like, okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Surprise! Pull for the Surprise! next Surprise! I'm pulling cards. Okay. Yeah. So for hidden in... Oh, wait, wait. For shedding light, I got the high priestess. Oh. Why did I say high priestess? <laughs> I feel like that's one of those times where the deck is like, yeah, you need to be meditating more, dummy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, it's, and, I, and I don't necessarily, like, for me, I don't see necessarily the high priestess as, like, meditation, because, I mean, I think that's a good thing, but it's not, like, to me, I see the hermit more as meditation. Oh, interesting. But I think it's just kind of getting in touch with your high, like, your not your higher self, because I f- feel like that word is kind of weird. <laughs> but, like, just getting to know your inner self, like, reacquainting yourself with that. Yeah. Again. But that's like saying, like, the way that you can get over this tarot slump is by tarotting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, which I guess is true, and that's the advice that I would give somebody. That's else. what we're doing right now. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we're shedding that's light true. right now. <laughs> oh my god, damn it, tarot decks! <laughs> but she has the one in, in this deck. She has a, like a moon for a hat, so I feel like also it's kind of like pointing to the moon. Like, yeah, that's who you are too. That's yeah. kind of like your vein. Maybe today I'll put on all of my moon jewelry. Yeah, all the it's rings like, and earrings. <laughs> the the selenite, selenite. Yeah, the well, I have selenite on my desk already, <laughs> but I have more at home. Maybe I'll bring some with me. Get yeah. some of that moon Just energy kind of in here and drink your moon water, moonshine water. So, <laughs> which one? My moon water or all my moonshine? <laughs> all of them. All of them. Drink them all at the same time. <laughs> Just do shots in your office. Oh my god! <laughs> well, not in my office, but you know what would actually be like such an interesting idea: freezing moon water to use. And the cocktail. Oh, oh I like that's that. pretty non-temperance of me, but I like it. <laughs> but oh, that's like the old traditional temperance, but it's very like in- inventive. So yeah, like that. that could work. <laughs> I think I think so. A slow like release that. of some moon energy. All right, I'm down. Yeah. Uh, so, do you want to pull a card for how to what to let go of? Yeah, I pulled the Seven of Pentacles, which is seven kind of, of weird. It's to me. It's kind of giving your in a negative. It'd be like giving yourself a hard time. Oh yeah, you're giving yourself too much of a hard time. That's true. Like you're f- focusing too much on the, the work. work. Yeah, and like, why is this not working? Why am I not working out? Why is this not? You're gonna make you know. me cry. <laughs> well, I mean, but I'm just saying. I totally like, have been like spending so much time thinking like 
why am I not getting more done? Yeah. And not and also like, well, why am I not progressing with like, here I am a tarot reader with a tarot podcast and I haven't done anything meaningful for myself for, yeah, a, month. for a month, you know, and, half, and yeah. like that whole guilt and that stuff. But you can't like letting, let it go, let it go. <laughs> like just, just l- release that. Uh, what am I, just a second. The English is coming. I can feel the word forming in my head. <laughs> this word cloud, it's forming. Release that responsibility of yourself. That's not the right exact word, but it's close. That seems you know, like where a you real fe- word to me. It is. Responsibility <laughs> is a real word, but it's not the word exact word I'm thinking of. But re- like that sense of responsibility, like yeah. I have to be this for myself yeah. to do it this way. Yeah. You know, so you need just release that expectation over your, there we go. Expectation is the word I was looking for. <laughs> nice. Okay. You got there. <laughs> I did. It took me just babbling nothing for 20 <laughs> seconds. But release that expectation over yourself to like, well, I'm in this work and I have to do this work this way. And this work has to look like this. Yeah. Like that's it. It's too much on, of a burden on you. Apparently. I have never yeah. like really given myself the chance to be like, all right, no, you're doing too. You're like giving yourself too hard of a time because I'm like a class. In a lot of ways, the Taurus part of me and the Capricorn part of me war with each other because yeah. the, I mean, they're both earth signs, obviously, but the Capricorn side is like, get stuff done do be the best, blah, 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 blah. And then the Taurus side of me is more like, well, you know, if there's a warm bed, then that's kind of like what the priority is. Yeah. And the Taurus side wins out a lot. Like I can, and maybe that's also part of the guilt and responsibility is that I feel like a lot of the times I get so excited by the beginning of products or projects and I don't have the best follow through. And so, mm-hmm. because this is something like the stuff with us is stuff that I'm so excited about. And I also don't want to, like, it's not just me. Like if I don't follow through right. with something, it affects both of us. And so yeah. I'm even more like, okay, the Capricorn side of me is like, no dummy. Like you need to be doing more and more and more so that you don't, like let down Esther. And I know that that's yeah. like not a concern and that you won't yeah, be yeah. disappointed in me, but at the same time, I mean, people will just get moon mints with Esther and it'll be totally fucked up. And <laughs> so that's, that's like the worst thing that could happen. <laughs> Is you taking over moon minute? <laughs> I moon the moon mints with Esther. Here's the moon minute. Look at your app. Okay. <laughs> like, And there's been your moon 10 seconds with Esther. You yeah, know, it's like... not even a minute. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not like... a minute. <laughs> but, like, but also with you're at the time you're at right now, especially like the past, what, week and a half, like week and three days that you've like had this injury, you, you're at this time where you can't let your Capricorn brain guilt you into something yeah. because this is the time where you need to rest. This is the time where you can't, you physically can't push yourself. Yeah. Your brain can want to push you, but you're, but you physically, it's unhealthy for you to push yourself yeah, I don't to do anything more. Worse. That's like such a freaking metaphor for Mercury retrograde in general. Like yeah. just all of us <laughs> need to not push ourselves right now. And, like, yeah. take things more slowly than we normally would so that we know that we're not making things worse in the long run. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so impossible for people in the modern world to, like, really think too much about that. But <laughs> all of us need yeah. to slow down. It's hard for me to remember, like, just taking it easy, having a bit more grace on yourself. Yeah. And I think that's this this kind of, like, very, like, reflective of this time and, like, where you're going is, like, letting it go and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Do you want to pull for what I can replace that Seven of Pentacles energy with? Let's see. What are we getting? The two of pentacles. I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's like the cousin card. It's your card of the year. 
we already talked about how you were afraid you were going to pull temperance and the deck is like laughing at you like haha bitch we didn't pull temperance but we did pull the two of pentacles oh my god <laughs> i mean it's also it's kind of like saying like well what else did you expect yeah like- <laughs> exactly exactly maybe that's why i haven't been pulling for myself lately because i'm like i already know <laughs> Basically, we just sort of just put temperance as the the card to like solve everything in this draw. Like, why do we even create a spread? I know it was seriously. temperance the whole time. It's like, what's your problem? Temperance. What's your actual problem? Balance. What do you mean by that? Temperance. <laughs> but at least you kind of know like the background foundational stuff that's kind of going on. Yeah, and I actually feel a lot better, even if I am laughing really hard. Well, and, like, talking it through like this also kind of helps release that energy, release those anxieties and feelings, yeah, too. Yeah, so. totally. Because it's just one of those, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Yeah. <sighs> but we're going to be fine. I need to just, yeah. like, actually let myself just, like, move more slowly. Like, I keep yeah. agreeing to, like, go to lunch with people at work because it was somebody's last day yesterday. And, you know, my yeah. friend Mara was like, oh, we should go get lunch tomorrow. But all of that involves walking to restaurants near mm-hmm. campus. Why oh. am I agreeing to that? Because I want to hang out with people. I don't want to feel isolated, yeah. but it's that FOMO. Will yeah. not be good for my ankle. No. Yeah. But then also I'm always really self-conscious of the fact that I have a reputation for bailing on plans and classic Taurus energy. I'm but always that's not, like, it's not your fault right now. It's not, even though that may be a concern in the future, that's not where we're at right now. Just remember that. Like, I, I'm physically incapable. Like, yeah. just keep reminding yeah, yourself right. that. This is like, not me just being a classic Holly Taurus, yeah. like, bailing on stuff after agreeing to do exactly. it. Exactly. This is like not like Esther problem. as a cancer being like, um, my grandmother, I think, is having health problems. So I think I'm <laughs> you know, like, this is not like the typical excuses that we can, like, make up. I'm not like, this lying. is like. <laughs> Excuse me. I never throw my grandmother on the, under the bus. I always throw my dog under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they know. Yeah. Exactly. That part. <laughs> there's a um since I work in higher education, there's like a, a professional the uh publication called The Chronicle of Higher Ed, and they have a um uh what is it called when it's somebody's opinion? Opinion piece? Oh uh uh well what piece? I uh, well opinion, but then opinion piece, no no no. Um you, why are you asking the bunch doesn't I remember? <laughs> I shouldn't have put you in this position. Uh, it's going to come to me in like 10 minutes. It doesn't matter. Anyway, they have like I'm a, this like a editorial. Is that what it is? Editorial. There we go. That's editorial. Yes, <laughs> it's editorial. I'm sure that people love listening to us struggle to come up with words. But the thing is, I know the word when you say it. So it's like, it's there in capacity. It's just not coming forward. Yeah. Well, you have an excuse because you speak in a different language all day, every day. I have no excuse. But anyway, it's it's this editorial that's kind of like, um, like, it's final season. Don't kill your grandma just for me. Like written by a faculty member. Like, just basically like leave grandma out of this. Like you don't have to use her as an excuse. Just own up. Yeah. Well, and with social engagements, I bail more often than with, like, professional engagements. That's true. (laughs) Social engagements are just so difficult. Uh, I'm glad I married a homebody because we don't go out at all. (laughs) At all. And I'll be like, honey, do you have any any new friends? And, you know, when you want to go meet, you know, your friend, he's like, no, I'm good. And I'm like, okay. It's cool. I'm fine. (laughs) I'm not the wife that's trying to, like, keep you at home all the time. I want to go see your friends. He's like, I don't need it. (laughs) We're good. Exactly. (laughs) 
Awesome. Well, I'm actually pretty happy with this spread. I feel like it was a good Yay. reminder. And sometimes good, you good, just good. need to be smacked in the face. Like, yeah, you already know this. but And you're already capable of this. But it's just kind of like digging deeper underneath the wellspring of the Ace of Cups emotions and getting to the nitty gritty dirt and sand underneath to find little pearls of wisdom. <sighs> beautiful metaphor i love it i just kind of came up with that on, on the, the fly. fly see you can do that on the but fly. i can't come up with english words on the fly how <laughs> on earth is are we like functioning as a podcast it's, it's left gonna in, be so. like a 20 minute podcast seven of <laughs> pens okay. and then two of pens wow i actually got a lot of pentacles too now that i'm looking at it well yeah and that makes sense i had three everything's going pentacles on with physical and two majors majors wow all right. What was the, uh, the other ma- high priestess and what was the other major? Wheel of Fortune. Your best friend. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm like, hey, buddy. I saw that. I was like, I'm not making any comments about this. I'm just going to let Holly come to her own conclusion about the Wheel of Fortune. Awesome. I feel really good about this. I'm excited to share it. And I'll Yay. share what we got. I'll pull out those cards to share what we got. And then also I'll share just like a blank version. Yeah, yeah. Like a yeah. template. That's the word I was template, looking for. A template of it too. And then if you want to do it, then tag us in it. And we're going to call this one the snap out of it spread. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> our second question is from our friend Ariel. I've got a full-time job that I love, but I'm a single lady with a lot of bills, so money is tight. I'm considering getting a part-time job on top of that for a little extra income, but I'm concerned I will run myself ragged and ultimately be miserable. I would love some guidance on whether or not I should try for a second job or if the universe slash you guys have any other ideas on making money to come into my life. Oh, I get that. <sighs> the second job yes, thing totally is always so that. tempting. Yeah. I, I kind of got one last weekend. So, <laughs> And how are you feeling today? Tired. It's, it's okay. <laughs> tired. Yeah. Very tired. When a whole room of adults, Korean people are looking back at you, wanting you to explain things to them. It's like, um, hello. <laughs> My name is Esther, and I'll be your English teacher today (laughs) on a Saturday morning at 9.30 (laughs) a.m. That's the thing, is that it's like a Saturday morning. You're like, I really could use just a day of hanging out. (laughs) What could go Okay, so we'll try for second job, one person, and then the second one would be, like, different ways, like, for money to come in. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I think that that's a good idea. Okay. And then we'll kind of go from there. So what would you want to pull for? I'll pull for second job. Okay. 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 So for second job, I got the seven of pentacles again, and I got the two of cups and the chariot. Okay. And I only pulled two cards and I got the eight of wands and the 10 of swords. So definitely don't go for making like the other option it sounds, yeah it sounds yeah. like a second job is kind of the way to go yeah 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 because yeah, it's definitely. gonna be hard work it's gonna be something that you're committing to but it'll be like sort of aligned with your values and yeah. you'll feel like you're making really like powerful strong moves towards like an ultimate goal with that chariot there right and kind of like waiting for the universe to kind of bring you money it it it's doesn't sound like that's beneficial. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a thing. <laughs> like that, just kind of waiting around. It's not going to, it's going to be 10 of swords. You're just going to be, you know, exhausted yeah. and kind of waiting forever. Yeah. So, so then if, if that seems to be really saying like, yeah, getting a second job is a great idea. Do you want to pull a couple of cards for like how to maintain balance while working two jobs? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put these two cards back in. Oh, because that's how I work. 
because my spread wasn't involved in the the answer, so I am. <laughs> well, do you want to pull in. cards for how to maintain balance then, or do you want? Yeah, me I to? can. You should. We, oh, it's fine. I don't care. I already pulled three. Jeez, Louise! You already pulled three. I have to pull one <laughs> at least. Catch up. Okay. Catch up, Esther. <laughs> my weird method. Okay. The Four of Swords, okay. like, so getting plenty of rest, yeah. like, obviously, like, self-care. Because I always think of Four of Swords as, like, self-care, too. Yeah, totally. Like, pretending you're dead, be the Taurus. Pretend you're dead and can't go to these events. <laughs> Sorry, I died. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I died. And also the Emperor, so keeping oh, that yeah. time structure. Yeah, like, it's kind of like setting boundaries. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those are the two, those, I pulled one more card than Holly did. This oh better pull another Please card, Please be part of me. <laughs> uh, the world. Yeah, for some reason, the yeah. having a second job thing is, like, really going to do you Good well. for you. Yeah. If you balance it really well, if you rest up, if you have specific boundaries in mind beforehand, it yeah. sounds like a really, really good and venture for you. And also going into it knowing that you're going to need that rest and you're going to need to set those boundaries, you'll be able mm-hmm. to do that and it'll be really, really effective. Yes, definitely. Yes. Awesome. Ariel, good luck. Tell us what your second job ends up being. I know. That sounds exciting. Yeah. It's kind of wild that so many things were like, yes, it's going to be work, but it's going to be good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a job. What do you expect? So that's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Cool. So this week we're talking about the wild unknown, which we talked about at the beginning of the episode. Um, But here's my little blurb about it. (laughs) Yay. I'm excited because I don't have this deck. (laughs) Um, But it was originally published in 2012, and it was picked up for mass market in 2016. It's incredibly, incredibly available. Like, it's being sold literally, like, every single bookstore. It's available at Urban Outfitters. It's, like, one of those decks that you can definitely find. Um, It's kind of divisive, though, with some people feeling like it's the absolute most perfect deck in the whole world. Great for beginners. So wonderful. (laughs) And then other people feeling a little bit repulsed by it in some ways mm-hmm. um i tend to feel more of the repulsion for some reason um yeah. but when we were talking about doing this deck in our facebook group i was like shit i think i need to buy it so <laughs> i'm bad at who this. knows I'm bad. but if, if you don't like the deck just send it to holly yeah like, exactly. it's, it's so well hated <laughs> just send it to holly that is hilarious and also yeah totally you can it's absolutely point. send I mean, it to me uh anyways there is this uh style and culture journalist named Steffi nelson and she wrote this really interesting profile of kim kranz who's the creator of this deck um Ooh. and so i'm kind of pulling a big quote from that to talk about it but you should definitely google her uh it's s-t-e-f-f-i-e nelson Um, And she did a great job of talking about it. But anyway, she says, many other illustrators have tried their hand at reinterpreting the 78 cards in the major and minor arcanas, but few of these alternate alternate decks have resonated in the way that the Wild Unknown deck did almost immediately upon its publication. For Kranz, who'd been given the Rider Waite deck years earlier, but never strongly identified with the symbolism or imagery, it was less her mystic side than her artistic side that compelled her to start drawing the tarot as she saw it. And she said, and then Kim Cran says, I think I'm coming from a biased opinion because I had studied art and drawing and had an intimate relationship with imagery. When you read a description of a card that's intimate and profound, I think the artist's natural inclination is to reinvent that image. I would look at the way that this concept resonates. Even the language of king and queen is not exactly the language I felt was reflecting my world. Cran's resonant world is one of creatures, nature, and color, or lack of it, and vibration. 
There are mothers, fathers, sons, and daughters instead of royalty. And although she sticks with the standard suits of wands, cups, pentacles, and swords, there are no people in this realm. Wands are snakes. The cups are swans. The lovers are two geese flying in unison. The high priestess is a tiger. Judgment is a white dove ascending. Raised on a farm in Michigan and also the author of an animal spirit deck published in May, which was this was from like 2016. So that deck is the one we talked about last week. Kranz admits she's not fond of drawing people. Quote, I feel like especially in this case, animals are so much more open in terms of getting to the heart of the symbolism. It doesn't matter what your age, race or gender is. You can delve right into the psychic realm of a creature. Whereas with a person, you have an immediate identification. They are me or they're not me. Creatures let us into the story, whether it's in a fairy tale or tarot cards, which I think is Ooh, cool. It's yeah. true. Yeah. There aren't yeah, it's very true. a yeah. single person. And there is, I mean, that's one of the reasons why we talk a lot about representation in tarot cards. If it's a deck that has zero people who feel like they could represent your experience, that it can be a little bit harder to connect with it in ways that animals don't really have that. Right. All right. So I am going to go through the parameters because I don't have the deck. I want to hear you talk a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh. No pressure at all. I'm so excited no for your general impressions and the vibe of this deck. Okay. So it, um, okay. So we have a tumultuous relationship Yes. because I got this as like, I think my, Second? Second or third yeah, deck? Yeah, really like, early. Like, really early on. And this deck completely takes you out of the RWS system. Yes. Like, completely, like there's really no reference back other than, like, some chalices, other than pentacles. It's more like Pippi, kind of, yeah. in that way. It, but it takes you completely out of that mind, like, frame of reference. Because of that, I think, especially as a new beginner reader for myself... It forces you to depend more on your intuition and depend more on, like, your own kind of feelings about that. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Like, when you draw a card and you see the, uh, I think it's the five of swords and, like, there's this cow that's being stabbed by five swords. <laughs> that has no, I think it's the five of swords. There's, like, no frame of reference to that in the RWS. Yeah. Like, a cow being stabbed maybe it's a ten of swords but anyway but there's like that it's kind of like and it's very like arresting yeah, kind of image totally and so when you draw that automatically like the air sucked out of you all you know is that it's a bad card yeah it's really as a beginner stark. yeah and so because of that and because you're having to trust your intuition more for me it the difference with the animal spirit tarot the animal spirit oracle in this one is she really brings the colors a lot more in the cards in the animal spirit yeah. oracle and in this one it's so dark so dark like and like and i don't mind dark cards but because it's dark on dark there's really no def definition is that the right yeah word? i think like there's no totally dimensions right. to it there's no definition like even like the mountains it's just like a flat black mountain yeah you know so that overlords like the whole entire card and i think with the second deck there was a little learning and with the color, it balances out that really well. Yeah. But with this deck, it's really powerful in that way, which is totally fine. But at the same time, as a beginner, it's also very like, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm drawing I don't all these really dark cards. I understand why people always suggest it. Like in any tarot group, somebody will say, I'm just getting into tarot. Like, what should I start with? And someone will suggest the wild unknown. But every time I've read with it, it seems like there's so much more reliance. I mean, it's beautiful, but there's mm -hmm. so much more reliance on her guidebook, which is still fine. Yes. 
because yeah. her writing is really beautiful, but it doesn't seem like a great beginner deck because people are learning a method that doesn't really relate as much to like most tarot decks. So it'd be yeah. kind of like, if you're okay with only ever using this one, then it would be a good beginner deck. But if you want to be able to read with a multitude of decks, then this seems like more of an intermediate advanced deck, which is why it's so surprising that so many people are literally getting it as their first deck to me. I I think a lot of it is because the images are so beautiful that it's a a very attractive deck in that way. It's like, ooh, this card is amazing. Like the High Priestess is gorgeous. I can't believe it's high. You know, it's animals and I love like all these snakes and all this stuff. But when you get to actually like reading, reading with it, it's a bit more uncomfortable. And so it takes a bit more of like a hurdle than people expect. Yeah, I could see that. And I don't think, I don't think they realize to communicate that first as well. Like, yes, it's a ama- like it's a really great deck yeah. and it's a beautiful deck, but there's also like a, a big, not, I wouldn't even say a learning curve. I would say it's like a learning, like bump in the road because you have to depend on the book. And there's and even when I was reading with it, sometimes the book's not enough. So, like, there's a, a blogger that she did this whole series about the Wild and yeah. Cars to kind of help. Carrie Mallon, I think. Yeah. Is, like, she did a huge, like, huge blogs about, about like, blog posts card. about every single card yeah. and helped bring more context to the card meanings as well. Because sometimes the book, it's really, really good, but also sometimes it doesn't give you enough context yeah. for stuff either. Well, and one of the reasons that I really want, I mean, that when I was thinking this last week, like, maybe I should just buy it, is that... The cardstock is the same as the animal spirit. It's such a beautiful, thick mat. It feels like yes. very meaningful, the cardstock yeah. itself. So that lends more magnitude to it, I guess. Yeah. Well, and people love me reading with them with this deck. Like, this is the deck that everyone requests me to read, like friends in person. Wow. They'd be like, oh, do you have this deck? Like, so for them, I think there's that connection where this deck really connects with other people really well. Yeah. But as a reader, you need to be like prepared ahead of time and like studied up ahead of time and kind of be confident confident with yourself. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You need to be confident with yourself and how to read with the deck because you'll draw a card and be like, Oh, you know, fuck what's the the father of of cups. Okay. We got the father of cups and he's a black swan, but that doesn't tell me anything. Yeah. You know, so it's like, he's just a big black swan. What does that mean? (laughs) Well, and if you've been doing it for a while, then you kind of like, okay, my interpretation of a black or of a king of cups is this. So the father Mm -hmm. of cups must be slightly similar. Like, but if you're brand new to it, even for some reason, I think especially with pages and knights, I, even now I still will be like, wait, is the daughter supposed to be the knight or the page? Yeah. Why are daughters always pages? Yeah. Sons always get to be the active ones. The daughters always have to be the ones who are like, I don't know. I'm just starting. It's like weird. (laughs) Yeah. But people do that all the time. That's not just this deck, but it's still like, yeah, yeah. Like you, I think it's more apparent in this and obvious in this deck. Yeah, that way. Yeah, maybe it's just because I don't vibe the best with it that I'm like more annoyed with yeah. it than I am in the cosmic tarot <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the card stuck is amazing. Like it, it shuffles like butter. Yeah, so I love the card stuck. Beautiful. Card I love shuffling stock. it. Yeah, so great. All right. So and then you use this for your altar deck, but are there other types of readings you use it for? I've used it as like bar readings, like frequently. Oh yeah. Like where I'll just have it, especially when I kind of first got it, I used it for bar readings. Everyone, like they'd be like, "Hey, I know you have this RWS deck, but you know, or or, or hey, I know you have this really cool other deck that you just got, but do you have this? <laughs> it's like like I'm drug dealing them tarot decks, you know. So um, so yeah, so it, this is like the deck that people enjoy seeing 
on from their point of view. So I feel like this is a very like very approachable deck for other people to see. Yeah, that's if that makes any sense. Like an, an approachable deck for you as a reader, maybe not so much, but approachable deck for other people to see. Apparently, yes. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> interesting. Yeah. All right. So what are your favorite cards? My favorite cards. I'm going. I'm going to just honorably mention the High Priestess because how can you not love the White Tiger I with know. the purple blue globe? That it's, she's not like my favorite favorite, but it was just an honorable mention. Yeah. So oh, she's so pretty. <laughs> Yeah, she is. I love the star because I love that sort of rainbow of color yeah. in the black of night. I think that's very good imagery for the deck totally. and kind of like what the star is. So I feel like this isn't like diverge too much from what the star would mean like in RWS. So I think it's like, especially a car like, oh, hey, it's a star. Yeah. I got it. Cool. And you know. it's hoping. <laughs> yeah, it's hoping. It's like follow the light sort of stuff. Um, I also love, strangely enough, I like the Six of Pentacles because it's like this growing um, bush branch and it has six pentacles, but I just like the little blips of color. I know it's kind of boring. Do, I mean, I but why are they like dying? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's yeah, nice. it is pretty, but I just don't like yeah. the Six of Pentacles. Why would that bring back like happy family memories yeah. and like nostalgia? I don't know. I, don't I disagree know. with that, but it is pretty. <laughs> yeah, it, to me, it's 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 out of beauty, not necessarily out of meaning. Yeah. So, imagery. Um, and then I actually like the Three of Swords because I think I love this that. adds a different layer to it. Oh, my gosh, my southern accent just came out. A different layer <laughs> different to layer. it. Layer. I so loved it. The- <laughs> the because normally, of course, we see the sword stabbing into um, a heart. Yeah. But I like that there's like this binding that's going on where you can't move. You don't feel like you can get free of that sort of pain and that sort of suffering. So I really like the imagery of like this these red ribbons kind of keeping you held fast yeah, in this pain. I like and that I just a lot. like that. I think it's one of the more like I think it's probably one of the most striking three of swords I've ever seen. Yeah. And then my last card is the daughter of swords, which it what nope. Daughter of Wands. There you go. She's a daughter of Wands. Where it's a snake, oh, but yeah. she's like has like a wand with cherry blossoms coming out. I love and that. I love, it's, it's, it's a hog nose snake. I'm pretty sure milk snake or hog nose snake. I can't really tell because the face is kind of not. Well, as the resident snake expert, snake expert, <laughs> I have a lot of opinions about what kind of snake that could be. <laughs> so I, re- so I really like the daughter of Wands. Yeah, there. that's so. really pretty. Yeah, it is. Oh. So my favorites are all brightly colored ones, basically. Okay, okay. Uh, and I looked at all of the images on um, Benabel Wen's blog. She does a really oh, yes. awesome review for all the decks she reviews because she really does include a picture of every single deck. She organizes it by suit and stuff. And she's super funny. So I would definitely yeah, look so to her cute. for tarot deck reviews if you're on the fence about something. But um, I love the Three of Wands. It's like three wands crossed into the shape of a cu- oh. of a cup, weirdly. But whatever, that's fine. It's really pretty because the only mm-hmm. color is like this beautiful rainbow watercolor between the wands. Yeah. And I love that card. And then all three of the rest of mine are cups. I love the Ace oh. of Cups because of the colors in the Ace of Cups. Yes. Um, the Ten of Cups I really love because all of the sort of ribbons between all of the cups is sweet. Like the interconnectivity between emotions oh, yeah. that comes with that like established emotional stuff. Yeah, uh, I really love that. And then the seven of cups. Nope. Six of cups, uh, which is a tree and the roots are all multicolored. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And I really, really liked that because of the idea of um, like nostalgia coming from a place of strength. 
Oh, yeah. And oh. also it's really pretty. And I love the color. I just remembered that I mistook the six of pentacles. This is what happens with the wild unknown deck. <laughs> I mistook the six of pentacles for the six of cups. So the six of pentacles is giving to others in charity. Yes. And not the nostalgia. But, but see, this is what happens with that's what happens with the wall unknown. Yeah, you draw a card and you're kind of like blank. Well, and so sometimes you I'm have just to like really proving. like like Think it, there's a lot of reading. There's not a lot of context clues to me, except for things yeah. like the like the three of swords. That's a great context. Clue. That's why it's kind of like this. Why it's kind of like pippish a little bit. Yeah, it's totally pippish. I'm sure there's yeah. a better way to phrase that than Pippish. There is. I like it. People understand. I yeah, think. exactly. Anyway, so yeah, those are my four favorites. And I really, I mean, oh. it's like not enough to talk me into buying it. But I do think it's cool. There are some cool cards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's a, yeah, like I said, it's a very approachable deck for other people to kind of see and identify and connect with. Well, and also it, when you said that, it kind of made me think one of the things that I always do when I'm reading to people is really over explain like the context of the card and the meaning of Mm -hmm. the card on its own while I'm like explaining how it fits into a spread. I wonder if people like it because it's more, it feels more mystical. Yeah. If there aren't like super clear, like maybe it makes you look a little bit more mystical if you're reading for somebody and you're like, Oh, so this is telling me that blah, 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 rather than, Oh, the seven of cups represents this. Maybe that's yeah. like this, too... This emperor as the tree yeah. indicates that strong strength yeah, from the exactly. emperor growing into the sun. Yeah, it's more, it's more flu, flu, fluffy. Fluffy. Not exactly. fluffy. Not fluffy is not the word. I guess more like, like ethereal fl- maybe. Like you're able to like whimsical. have more flowery language. There we go. Yeah. Whimsical flowery language with this deck than you would like. The emperor from the RWS deck is this king man literally, in this yeah, little throne. Yeah. And maybe that's the other thing is that this deck has came out in 2012 and that was sort of at the beginning of the tarot sans. Yeah, that's true. Tarot <laughs> And so having it be an option that had like no people on it was like, it yeah. could have been the, I mean, it was probably one of the earlier mass market available decks with literally no humans at all. Yeah. And now that's not And it's that more mystical. Yeah. yeah. It's not that, and now it's not that like on the, it, but it was kind of like the first of its kind to kind of branch out and be more purposefully mystical and purposefully yeah. like that artistic in that way well anyway all right so you're in yeah. charge of pulling cards for how our relationship is with this deck okay hopefully. let's see holly's like, let's see holly's card first i'm trying to think of like what card would be like non-existent like there's non-existent <laughs> relationship i think it's gonna be the nine of swords nine of swords you think because uh-huh. you're anxious about it <laughs> oh it's the nine of pentacles <laughs> <laughs> but that is one of the more colorful cards of this deck it is it's totally i will one say of the more colorful cards yeah Awesome. Nine of Pentacles. Huh, interesting. Ugh, hmm. Don't make me want to You're already this. happy with all the decks you have. There so you, you go. That's it. the way to look at it. Instead <laughs> of you've worked hard enough that now you can handle this deck. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're, already, you're at a good place where you are right now. So but That doesn't mean I'm not going to buy decks. It just means I'm not going to buy this deck. That deck. Exactly. <laughs> For me, it's the Eight of Pentacles. Oh. So I... That's interesting. Why did I pull it? I didn't do that on purpose. But that's interesting. Like, because I've been working with this deck a lot more recently. Yeah. So I think it's just kind of indicative of that. Like, you've worked hard to kind of maintain your relationship with this deck. And it's even though it's hidden cards and been bitchy towards you, <laughs> now is the time to reap your harvest. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. I like that. I think that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You're like seeing the results in your relationship with this deck because you've been working on it. Not that I'm pre, I'm still not like super sold on it, obviously. But at the same time, I like this deck enough to not, like, to not not work in the relationship. Yeah, totally. Oh, I like it enough to work in the relationship still. So yeah. Awesome. 
All right. So next week we're going to talk about Luna Soul Tarot, which Esther just bought and I bought when yeah. I was in London. I'm so excited to talk yes. about it. It's great. So excited. And yes. also we're going to sort of treat this episode like Okay, so backstory. A lot of the times people who are just getting into tarot will like suggest the podcast to them or whatever, and everyone keeps asking where to start. And so yeah. our next episode is going to be a review of Luna Soul because we love it, but then also like full-blown most basic tarot explanation ever to encourage people to start there. And then they can listen to yeah. other episodes. But we want to be able to say like Oh, the episode called Tarot 101 or whatever is the episode where we talk about literally just what tarot is and how to get started. And we want to always kind of be the sort of sounding board that makes tarot approachable. Yeah. And I think this is a really good step for us to kind of include because while we are trying to be more open and explaining things, there's just some things that you're not always told. Yeah. And I think that this episode will give you not only the foundations, but also kind of like, oh, this is the vocabulary they use in tarot. Yeah. Like, this is what this means. Yeah. So I think that, that making that more approachable because we always want tarot to be approachable. Exactly. And then also, if you have friends who you're trying to tarot evangelize to, like I always yeah. am, you can say this episode is a good place to start if you yeah. literally don't know anything about tarot or if you're just like generally interested, but brand new. Exactly. So we're just trying, we're going to try things yeah. as always. It won't be like a regular thing, obviously, because we don't want to start like assume that no one has any idea, but we thought it would be fun to kind of do like a very basic intro sort of yeah. thing. And maybe you'll learn something you didn't realize before. Yeah. So. Or you just like hearing us talk about weird, random things. You know, we're here for you. Hopefully we won't talk about Mercury retrograde or my ankle next week. Well, I, th- I think, will Mercury RX be finished next week? No, nope. Maybe, I hope. It will not. Damn it. Damn it. Okay. Two more weeks. But anyway, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you like us, please tell some friends about us and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you don't mind. We've been seeing more reviews lately and they've just warmed my little heart. Yay! If you have a tarot question or life question to be helped through tarot, email us at wildlytarotpodcast at gmail.com or message us on our Instagram at wildlytarotpodcast. You can also follow us on Instagram for pictures of the decks we're using or join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And also feel free to follow each of us on Instagram. I am at Celestial Esther and Holly is at Holly Enchanted. Go forth and tarot wildly this week. Bye. We love you. We love you. Bye.